This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness, a spiritual and intuitive podcast for self-growth. Oh boy, my voice is scratchy today. I feel like I need to go do some vocal warm-ups or exercises. It's taking me back to being in acting school. My goodness. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway... I do want to thank you for being here, showing up, and tuning in to Creating Consciousness because without you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. If you are enjoying what you're hearing so far or have listened to past episodes, I invite you to please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews really help this podcast grow, so I would so appreciate it because I would love for more people to join this conscious community. If you've already done that, then please go ahead and share this podcast on your social media or share an episode with a family or friend if you think the information will resonate. Thank you a million. Now, today, I am so excited to share our guest with you. She is an incredible healer, one I have actually been working with for about three plus years now and the way I met her was so synchronized and so divine it was like the universe put her in my path for me to continue opening up and healing and for that I am so so grateful today's guest is Demi Lauren of Ocean Spirit Healing she is a master of energy healing works with many different modalities but what I really love is she has created her own sacred essences that correspond to different elements and different sacred sites around the world to bring you the healing and ancestral wisdom that these places and elements carry. And they are incredible. I have taken a bunch of them. You've probably even seen me post some on my social media before, and they're just fucking fabulous for lack of a better word so without further ado let's dive into the episode and have you meet demi lauren today's episode is brought to you by my own company this consciousness at this consciousness we provide you with a safe space to turn inward so you are able to access the tools within yourself to heal your deepest wounds through mystic connection, intuitive channeling, deep shadow work, conscious regression, and a whole lot of other mystical shit, we're able to help you dive deep into your subconscious shadow and conditionings so you're able to reawaken your spiritual gifts. If you're not ready to dive headfirst into one of our three or six month intensive intuitive healing containers, then I invite you to check out an energy healing session. 
In these sessions, we have conscious conversation to identify what could be holding you back from moving forward and follow it up with a beautiful virtual energy session to move any stagnant energy and to help you integrate. I'm offering 20% off of all my energy healing sessions to podcast listeners and podcast listeners only when you use code SHADOW at checkout. That's 20% off all energy healing sessions when you use code SHADOW at checkout. You can visit www.thisconsciousness.com or to make it easier for you, all this information is down in the show notes. Hi, Demi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you are here. I just feel so privileged and so honored to have you here because you're incredible. You've also said just when we were talking prior to this, this is the first podcast you've done. It is. (laughs) And the way we met is also so special to me and was so transformative in my own personal healing and spiritual journey. And I'm excited to share that as well with everyone. So thank you. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I kind of just want to start with how we met. I think that's a very interesting story. And I was actually looking through our messages on Instagram (laughs) just to like trace back the timing of it because it feels like a lifetime, but it hasn't been. So I found you November, October, November of 2017. Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) I was in the process of applying to law school, taking the LSAT, and I was taking a Kaplan course down at ASU to get ready. And I dreaded going to that course every single day. I didn't ever want to go, but I was doing it. And I decided one day to go early and just walk around downtown Tempe. I stumbled across this little like farmer's market. I think it's the Sixth Street Market. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it. I don't either. But I'm walking around and I am having the time of my life seeing all these vendors and like really cool, authentic people. And then I see this woman in this hat just <laughs> living so authentically. And I was just like, who is this? I need to go over there. I was so drawn to you and your energy. Mm. When I met you and your partner and you had your herbalist and the healer set up where you were selling amazing teas and like tinctures and uh, aromatherapy sprays (laughs) and these like Reiki healing wands. And I just wanted everything. And I just thought something's going to happen. Like I was supposed to be there in that moment to meet her. And I never really like understood why until I got to where I am now, because at that time in my life, I was living in such an inauthentic place. I was going to go to law school to please everyone else around me. I didn't want to go to law school and crossing paths with you really helped me open up to that. And I had messaged you in December after our first initial meeting to find out when I could come to you for a healing session. And then it's, (laughs) it just, the rest is history. (laughs) 
Yeah, it really is. And that story and meeting you was so transformative for my journey. I mean, without you, I probably wouldn't have started on this path for a lot longer. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I love to hear your perspective of that story because my perspective is obviously completely different, but it's so beautiful to hear these meet cute situations from the perspective of the other person. It's really special. And it's so special to me that it's such like a, it was such a transformative part, you know, in your life. And I'm so happy that I have gotten to take part in this. I feel truly blessed and honored to be doing this work and to be, you know, here holding space for you still to this day. And I can't even believe it was that long ago. What the heck? Time is crazy. Time is so crazy. And I just want to say to you about that day, I don't think it was the best day for me. Like, I think I was kind of having, we had like doing farmer's markets and that's a whole nother thing that maybe we can get into, but doing farmer's markets and having, being in that side of business, um, was super interesting for me. And I don't think that day was the best of days. I think that it was super awkward with a lot of the people that were coming into our space. And then when you came in, it was like, oh my God, this was meant to be somebody who actually gets me and like feels the work that I'm doing. And I remember when you left and you bought the wand that you bought was a rose quartz, right? Mm-hmm, yes. That was my favorite wand that I to this day have ever made. And I don't make wands anymore, but like my favorite wand that I've ever made. It was wow. so beautiful. And the the rose quartz I picked specifically and I was like, oh, the person who gets this, it's going to be meant to be. And it was just so beautiful. And I remember after you left, I looked at Michael and I was like, I think we're going to work together. Like, I think, I think she's going to be my client. I don't know. And so I felt it too. And it was just it was Michael's my partner, by the way, it was so beautiful. It was just such a, it was just such a beautiful encounter. And I'm just so grateful that you experienced similar feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh. My body. I just have like the, like the warmest, coldest goosebumps at the same time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. I have incredible. <laughs> so great. Yeah, and I still use that wand. And I think, oh. and we'll get into like what you do now, but one of like the biggest full circle moments for me was in one of our sessions was at the end of last year, you presented me with this little box. Well, it wasn't (laughs) so little, but I opened it and it was another wand with this like, like mountain of quartz clusters on top and this beautiful (laughs) butterfly. And you were like, you have undergone such a beautiful transformation. And I just was like, oh my God. God, what is <laughs> happening? I feel so special and so loved and so seen and so heard. And the container you create for healing is, I haven't found anyone else who does the type of work that you do and the way you hold space and how we're still able to like laugh and have fun, but also cry and yeah. you can't compare it to anything else. So thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we, we've shared a little bit about our story and how we met, but this is about you. Let's just start off by finding out but what your big three Zodiac is, uh, your human design, anything else you want to share that you identify with in this human life. So I will share um, my human design. I'm not super familiar with what it means um, yet. 
I've kind of, I dove into it a little bit, but I, it just didn't feel super aligned at the time. And so maybe later on, um, but what I really do uh, resonate with is my big, big three. Is that what you called it? Yeah. I've never heard it called that, called that before, but I love it. Um, so my sun sign, I'm a Pisces through and through big time true to the very bone like super super pisces just a watery watery human and then my moon sign is aries so i have a bit of a dragon moon there which is fun i didn't know that wow yeah yes i yes my moon sign is aries and then my rising is cancer oh wow which also makes sense um especially with the work that i do but I love being a Pisces. Pisces is scattered throughout my chart quite a bit, um, but I am definitely like super mystical, super ethereal, just my head's in the clouds. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> That's just, and then when I'm emotional, because you know, your moon sign is your emotional side. I am very passionate. I'm a very, I always say I'm a very passionate person and I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, and I can be pretty fiery in the middle, like in the heat of a moment, <laughs> which you may not know by looking at me or when you meet me, but I can definitely go there and I can get pretty fiery. And then the cancer rising, I am, I, especially in sessions, I feel super nurturing and I've always kind of leaned towards that, like nurturing nature, um, all while being, you know, in the element of water, there's just, there's so much water in my chart. It's ridiculous. I feel like I could drown in all the water that's in my chart, but <laughs> I swim in it gracefully and I love it so much. Um, yeah. And then my, um, human design, I'm a manifester. Okay. So again, don't really know what that means. I've read some things about it. Um, but as far as that goes, that's kind of all I know. I'm a manifester. <laughs> I think manifestors have the, and I'm not sure because I'm not a human design expert, but I think manifestors have the ability to have many hands in many different pots, like all at the same time. That checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that interesting. Sense. I mean, I feel like I am, I like, I juggle lots of things at once. So that totally makes sense. I'm an artist. I'm a healer. You know, I have all of these different things that I do that bring me joy and comfort and Thanks for saying that. Now I can actually like, yeah, make sense of the fact that I'm a manifester. <laughs> cool. It can be confusing human design. Oh, it's all confusing. There's so, and there's so many things there's like, okay, what's your Enneagram? Don't know that by the way. I have no idea what that yeah. is, but what's your love language? I know one of my love language is physical touch. My main, yeah. my main love language is physical touch. So I, I, that's, I love that. I love physical touch. And so again, being in this profession that checks out. It makes sense. You know, I love to be, um, nurturing and comforting to people and to hold space. And then my star seed origins, I've been told by a couple different practitioners throughout my healing journey, um, that I am from both Pleiades and Sirius. So I do feel a connection to both. Now my, the way that I interpret this is maybe I've lived some lives in Sirius, which I believe in past lives. And I have, maybe I've lived some lives in Pleiades, but I do feel like before this lifetime that I'm currently living, that I wasn't in Pleiades in that little star cluster and one on one of those little stars. <laughs> and so I feel a stronger connection, um, to that star system. Um, and I have it tattooed on me actually too. I have Sirius tattooed on me as well. I don't know if I ever showed you that, but yeah, I have my, I actually have my 
sun sign, my moon sign, um, my rising sign, like constellation tattooed. And then I have Sirius, Pleiades, Orion's belt. So it's just, I feel very connected to the stars. It's like my happy place. That's where I feel at home. And when I look up in the sky, I feel a little less lonely. And that was always like my connection, you know, my connection back to home and even my connection to my dad, my dad and I used to stargaze. That was like our thing that we did together. And so anything in relation to constellations or the cosmic universe, I'm, I love, I live and breathe it. So yeah, (laughs) that is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And for anyone who uh, hasn't seen Demi's tattoos, you need to go look at her Instagram. I'm sure you have pictures of some of your tattoos. I actually like, don't think I her. do. No, no way. Maybe she, maybe one picture of like my chakras. <laughs> the coolest tattoos. Thank you. The coolest. So you're just going to have to book a session with her to see them in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, I wanted to find out a little bit about how your spiritual awakening began and how you began your healing and spiritual journey. That's a heavy one. Um, So I feel like my spiritual journey started when I was little. I, I do remember pretty vividly being very aware um, at a, at a very young age. I felt, I always felt like I was here for something bigger. Like I was meant to help people. Um, and I knew my place in the world when I was like four and I felt it strongly. And I remember talking to my dad and my dad would ask me, be like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I I would look at him and I would say, I just want to help people. And I knew from a very young age that that's what I was here to do. And I felt that strong pull to help people. Um, and I do remember seeing fairies when I was little and, being super connected. And I had, um, guides and angels that were around me that I called like my invisible friends (laughs) that that hung out with me when I was little, um, and were there for me through a lot of my childhood. And I think I even studied Wicca when I was little, like I thought I was a witch and, my dad just kind of let me do my thing and he didn't really, you know, put any limitations on that. And so I really got to explore that side, but through time and trauma um, that I experienced as a child, I shut it off. And so a lot of my gifts um, that I had when I was little, I'm just now starting to get back. They're just now starting to open up and kind of bloom because when you experience trauma, especially as a child, you shove them away, maybe for safekeeping, um, to keep yourself safe, or I don't know, on some level, maybe has protection or I don't know, define it at a later date when you're ready for them. And I would say my true awakening moment happened. My reawakening, I will say I was 21. I believe I started to kind of get, and I, I hardcore shut it off. Like I was atheist for most of my childhood (laughs) after my, you know, after I experienced what I did, I was like, nah, I don't believe in anything. And then when I was 19, I started to kind of get into astrology a little bit and dream interpretation. And so that was kind of a little foot back in the pond of spirituality. Um, and then when I was 21, 22, there was a family tragedy that happened and it woke me up in a crazy way. 
um, I had, had been experiencing a lot of mental health struggles, lots of anxiety, lots of depression, things that I wasn't used to experiencing. And I just didn't understand it. And it was really challenging for me. And so through beautiful divine intervention, I found my very first healer that I saw and he set me on this crazy path that I'm on now. And it was, it was super intense. You know, I, I remember walking into his office. I don't want to share his name, but um, I remember walking into his office slumped over and I was just at a really low place. I was so sad. My life had just come up to this point and it was just beating me down. And so I was slumped over and I was just sad and, and just super traumatized. <laughs> And I went into his office and the session was so incredible, so life-changing. And he looked at me and he said, do you know who you are? And I was like, mm. no, I don't. I'm lost. I'm so lost. And he said, you're an angel. You're a healer. You're here to be a healer. And that's why you're here. And I walked out of his office, a different person. My whole entire life changed from that moment on. It was like the beginning of my life. It was the start of the most beautiful, intense, crazy, chaotic healing journey that I'm still on. And I'm 32 now. And so it's been a long, long journey. And right after his session, I started taking classes by him. And I mean, the rest is history, but it was, it was intense, but it was also so beautiful. And I learned, you know, meditation through him and I started my meditation journey and meditated twice a day, half an hour each time for a year, changed the wiring, completely rewired my brain and the way that I saw life. And I still meditate twice a day, <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> and I love it. It's incredible and amazing. But I think that about sums it up. You know, it was, it was definitely intense, um, but beautiful, so beautiful. That's really interesting. And I found myself like a couple of times while you were talking, just in my head, like agreeing with so much you're saying, because I can relate to you on such a deep level as a kid experiencing the invisible friends, the fairies. For me, mm. the fairies were everywhere. And it was always wanting to be outside and playing in the garden and then like seeing the fairies, but looking up at the stars at the same time and mm. then having trauma that completely shuts you down and shuts you off to your abilities and then having to wake yourself back up to them through an intense healing process. Yeah. It's difficult, but it's amazing. And yeah. something that I found really interesting because having worked with you, you do a lot of divine feminine and goddess work. Mm. And I find it interesting that the healer that really helped uh, shift you into this new state of consciousness mm was male or masculine. Yes. So how did that masculine energy uh, play a role in your healing? Absolutely. I feel like the feminine was lost in my life. Um, I wasn't very connected. I lost my mother at a very young age. I was four when my mom died. And so I didn't have that feminine presence in my life. And masculine was what I was comfortable with. I grew up with mostly male friends. I only had a couple female friends. Every female interaction that I had ever had was really traumatic for me. And so I had a hard time with that energy. I had a hard time with the feminine energy. 
And so for most of my life, carried this masculine way of being. We all carry feminine, masculine energy. Some of us just carry more of one. um, And I carried more masculine energy. And that shifts throughout our life, of course. Um, And I carried this masculine energy for most of my life. And my dad was everything to me. He was every single role, you know, that needed to be played in my life. My dad stepped in and, and so that was comfortable for me. And so I, I also find it very interesting that that practitioner was male. His energy was, was very symbolic of Yeshua. Um, Mm. and Yeshua and I walk together in this life. And so that energy is so profound to me. And I hadn't, I hadn't experienced it before that healer. And so the way he carried himself was so peaceful and it was more masculine because he was, you know, he is a male, but he also had that balance, you know, it was like the balance of the masculine and the feminine. And so it was really beautiful, but throughout my healing journey, I continued to have male practitioners, which was interesting. And it wasn't until my late twenties that, and I will also mention that most of my practitioners left at some point. Um, And so it was almost like a parting of ways and almost like I graduated the practitioner um, and was kind of passed on to the next and passed on to the next. And and that, that happened, that tends to happen occasionally, you know, with, with different practitioners throughout healing journeys in general. But, and so up until my late twenties, I worked with men and then it shifted. And then I had women practitioners and a bunch of powerhouse women started coming into my life. And then was introduced to the divine feminine in that way. But I do feel like the goddess walked with me through most of my life. I felt the mother energy around me when my mom died. You know, I felt the mother energy around me throughout the traumatic experiences that I had. But I didn't really know what it was. You know, of course, she, the goddess is, is, is of many names and faces. And so, you know, she comes in at different aspects of your life and, so yeah, I also find that very, very interesting, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind of beautiful, you know, it's beautiful in that way and, and how everything's just kind of so divine and meant to be. Absolutely. It is. Wow. And so as you started taking classes with this healer, what line of work did you step into in the healing world? Yeah. So at that time, the, the classes that I was taking, and I took these classes for years, um, it was called mastery of energy healing. And so it was this beautiful chakra healing. And so I was introduced to the chakras at this time. Um, that's actually when I got my chakra tattoos because I, I felt this profound connection to the chakras and to the energy systems and, and bodies that run you know, through and around our body. And so that's the majority of what I was doing at the time was like this release and chakra balancing energy. Um, And then I was also introduced to Yeshua and a lot of guides and angels came to me during this healing work. And I learned that I had this innate ability to to hold space for people and to feel what they were feeling. I learned I was an empath at this time in my life, (laughs) started to become incredibly sensitive. So a lot shifted during this work. Um, And I still utilize, you know, these principles, these learnings and understandings, um, to this day, but it has definitely kind of evolved from, from that. Beautiful. And I know when I met you, 
I had asked you, do you do Reiki? (laughs) And you said, I do. And then I came for the session. It was incredible. But you started to elaborate that it's more than just Reiki that you're doing. So aside from the mastery of energy healing work that you do, is there any other modalities that you, that you use in your practices today? Yes, I use lots of modalities. And one of, one of the modalities that I specifically use um, in some form or another is polarity. Um, and polarity is something that I learned when I went to school for healing after my journey with that healer had gotten to a point where it was pretty complete. Um, he told me that I need to go to this school and I had never heard of this school before in my life. And he said, it's called Sweeha, <laughs> which is the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Um, and, you know, back then it was a very different type of school. It's still amazing and wonderful. Um, but so when I went, I was like, okay, I'm here for healing. I, what do you have for me? And they're like, well, we have Reiki. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'll take it. And they're like, okay, we also have a polarity program. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> I was just willing, you know, to, to sign up for any healing classes um, that I could learn and to kind of put tools under my belt. But yes, so polarity is one of the modalities that I use and love. Um, and it's, it's more than just energy work. I feel like, okay, so I'm going to get into like the basics of what, at least how I interpret polarity a little bit. We are made of stars. You know this. I know this. Um, we are made of stars, and our bodies are maps of those stars. We are living, breathing star beings, and it's so beautiful. And so, we're all essentially a cosmic blueprint. Each of us containing all of the elements within us, all of the astrological signs within us. And so, I focus on connecting to these energy pathways. And all of the elements, so there's five that we work with in polarity. Of course, there's earth, fire, water, air, ether. Um, And ether is a beautiful element, and it's like the void. It's the cosmic ocean. It's what connects all of the elements together. And so I work with these different elements, and they all run through energy pathways throughout the body, um, connecting through different chakras and meridian lines. And there's also astrological signs located throughout our body. Like just to give you an example, Pisces are the feet, um, which is awesome. And so with this knowledge of polarity, I'm able to create beautiful sessions um, and holding space in different ways. Um, And polarity is really a way of life. It really is. It's like a way of seeing life in a different way. You know, we are all connected everything is connected and everything is energy, you know, the rocks, the plants, the animals, everything is, is connected. Mother earth, the stars, water, and we're all connected through energy and it's so beautiful. And so it's, it's like, we're living in right relation to the earth and that's what polarity is, you know, it's just a way of living and it's so beautiful. And that may seem pretty convoluted and out there. And it it is so hard to explain it. You just have to experience Mm -hmm experience the energy of it. And it's beautiful. It's, you know, there's movement, there's different types of touch. It deals with the Ida and the Pingala energies, which is Ida is the lunar, the feminine energies and the Pingala is the solar and the masculine energies. And we all contain those energies throughout our body. And it's actually split down the middle. So the left side 
as more feminine and the right side as more masculine. And so with all of this in mind and learning, you know, the years that I was learning polarity with some of the best practitioners out there, um, I have a better understanding of the way energy travels through the body, the way it moves through us and around us and the way it communicates. And so when I'm in session, I'm really tuning into that communication, tuning into that communication between the body parts or the imbalances in the energy fields. And so I kind of hold space in that way. And as far as Reiki goes, I do Reiki, yes. Um, Reiki comes through and Reiki wants to come through. I, yeah. There's a lot of symbols that come through, of course, in session, if I feel called to. A lot of my touch is um, very light and gentle. And that is pretty Reiki-like. <laughs> but yeah. I always say it's deeper than that. And it is, but there are symbols that come through. And so I want to honor Reiki in that way, because it's a beautiful tradition passed down to us um, and feel very honored to be, you know, holding space for that energy as well. But yes, polarity is oh, it's such a beautiful, wonderful energy and it's movement and chanting. And it's just so amazing. I love it. <laughs> I hope that, I hope that encompassed what I do in a way that wasn't super confusing. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it really, it really did. And having experienced that in session, yeah. I mean, you put words to it that I'm unable to put words to mm-hmm. having experienced it mm-hmm. and it's very special and it is deep. Yeah. It's deep work. You know, it's, it's, it's surface work because you're, you're, I'm touching the body, but it's, mm-hmm. it's so deep on a level that it goes back generations and it's just and utilizing you know these different modalities and then sound healing as well I also incorporate sound healing in my sessions and and specific tuning um tuning forks and and different things that I use so it's just a full I always call it an energetic session you know it's intuitively led the client comes in and I listen I tune into the energies I tune into the energy field and it's very intuitively led specific to each client that comes in which is beautiful. And we've never had a session where it's been the same thing. No, it's It's, always different. It's always so different, different things and modalities are being used. I mean, I remember like only, I mean, it's sure it's happened intuitively for you Mm -hmm. in session because you're channeling, but I was really only conscious maybe once in one of our later sessions Mm -hmm. when Reiki was being used because I felt the symbol being drawn. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, she's using Reiki right now. And I was like, I know what she's doing. (laughs) It's just so unique. And I think what's really special about your sessions is not only the actual healing that take place, but the conversation that's had before and after, Mm, but your (laughs) essences (laughs) and when I first started coming to see you it was just conversation and healing and as you evolved in your work you started offering these amazing sacred essences so how did this evolution come to be yes so that is such a beautiful oh my gosh it's a beautiful it's a beautiful story that I'm going to try to shorten and condense in the best way possible um well it started with a calling that I got. And I started getting this calling. Well, if I'm going to be honest, I think it started in elementary school and I'll take you back to the very beginning. So I started drawing these symbols. Um, 
symbols and sigils are really powerful and potent in my life throughout different parts of my journey. Um, but this one specific symbol um, kept coming to me and I would draw it instead of writing notes, I would just draw it on my notes and it's a spiral. It's a beautiful spiral. So with that being said, I continued to draw the symbol throughout my healing journey. All in school, I was drawing it. I knew it meant something more. Um, and it was almost like this calling was coming to me. Then I was sitting in my, my practitioner that I currently see. I was sitting in her office and I saw the symbol. And I was like, and it actually is also a part of a Reiki symbol. It's part of Choku Rei, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. The spiral symbol. And I saw the symbol and I was like, wait, I've never, it was a lamp. She has a lamp in her office. And I was like, but I've never noticed the symbol before. Have you always had these lamps? And she's like, yes, I have. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been drawing the symbol. And then I started hearing this song and I don't, <laughs> it wasn't coming from my listening ear, but it was coming from my inner ear. It was like a clear audience moment, um, yeah. which is one of my gifts, but I didn't realize that at the time. I literally thought somebody was sitting outside my window playing a flute. So I started hearing the song and the song would come to me and it was almost like it was pulling me. And I started to get this feeling around the song and just all the time in my life. And it, I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it was feminine. I knew that it had something to do with the ocean or water, um, earth. And it was strong. I, if, even if I wanted to ignore it, I couldn't. And so it was like this, this pulling was coming and, and pulling me towards something. And so finally I spoke up in one of my sessions and I said, I have been having this, this, thing happen. And it's been happening for years. Like at this point, it was like years. (laughs) And my practitioner was like, interesting, you know, what is your connection to fairies? And I was like, oh my God, fairies have been showing up in my life. And I even, this fairy book like fell into my lap and it was a book about fairies with this symbol that I had been drawing my whole life on the cover of this book. And I was like, and so I know. And so I told, I told her about it and she's like, oh my gosh, you have to see this shaman. You have to see the shaman. You have to see her. I'm I'm getting this feeling that you have to go see her. And so it took me a month or two to finally call her. I sat on her number for a while because I was afraid. I don't know why, but I could feel something was coming. And so she, while I was sitting on her phone number, I had a dream and it was a nightmare. And I don't remember the specifics of this nightmare, but I woke up at 3 a.m. gasping for air sat straight up in my bed and immediately started channeling. And channeling is not something that I do often. Of course, in session, you know, I'm a vessel and and the divine is flowing through me, but I was channeling and I had no idea what was happening, but I grabbed note, you know, my notes on my phone and I started writing out these things that were coming through and I got names. So ocean spirit healing was a name that I got. And I was like, okay, cool. So wrote it down. I got essences essence, essence of the stars. And I started getting in, like, it just started coming in. It made no sense to me at the time. And so I was like, okay, cool. So while I was sitting on her number, the shaman, I was also sitting on this dream that I had. I was trying to interpret it, trying to, because I am big in interpreting dreams. Um, I think that it's very powerful. So, but this dream was intense. It was a di- on a different caliber and, and it came after the dream came this crazy channeling experience. And so I sat with this information and finally gained up enough courage to call this, this shaman and spoke with her. And 
the session was so powerful, so intense. I told her about this dream that had happened and kind of in like congruent with, with the session and, and with this channeling experience, I kind of started to decode my life a little bit. It's almost like a door opened and the universe came in and was like, okay, let's sort these things out. Um, and so the session led me to this beautiful trip that I took that changed my life. And it was all these places that I was supposed to go. Um, and so in the midst of all of that, some essences started to come through. Um, and the essences that started to come through first, my first three essences were the sun, the moon, and the stars. And those are the first essences that I worked with. Um, and so that was kind of like the introduction to, to my work with the essences. But then when I went on this trip, <laughs> which was so heart opening, so divine feminine, the goddess was in every corner and crevice and was in the woman sitting next to me on the plane, was in the woman sitting next to me. I went by myself, by the way, I was I, I, I made this journey alone, knowing that I had to do it alone. My partner did meet me later on in the, in the journey, but the first two weeks I was by myself and I had never traveled alone, let alone traveled to another country by myself. And I have horrible flight fear, horrible flight anxiety. And so it was, oh, no. it was definitely, I was walking through a lot to get to this point, but she, showed up, the goddess showed up in every little second that I was there. And it was so divine. And I knew it was so meant to be. But the second the, the sacred site essences came to me, I was hiking a sacred site um, known as the, um, the tour, the Glastonbury tour. And I was hiking down and it was pouring rain, which is so ironic to me because the essences are water. And I was hiking down and it hit me again. And it was, I was like, oh my God. And it was like this gasp for breath. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to make essences of these places that I've been traveling to. And so I did. And I started off with the chalice well, which I'm, you are taking currently, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so I started off there and I was actually staying there at the time, which was a crazy intense experience. Oh my God, it was so heart opening, so intense. And I, um, I decided that I wanted to go out at night and I wanted to go out at night and I wanted to journey and create these essences of these specific parts in the chalice well that were sacred site oriented, very based around ritual and the goddess. And so I went out at night and I was like, okay, I've got, had my bottles. I didn't have my phone. I just had my bottles. And by the way, in Europe, the sun sets at 11 at night. So it was, I had to wait until midnight. So the moon was high. And so it was very, it was dark. It was intense. And the place that I was staying, the gardens are closed to the public at six. So only the people that stay there, which is very few people that actually stay there have access to these entire gardens. Um, so I was alone out there. Wow. So I went out, made the progression to these different places and the land was so alive with fairies with elementals. I was shaking the whole time. I was like sobbing and shaking, but it was just so meant to be. I could feel it. And the goddess was guiding me and leading me the whole way. And so I created these essences that I have, um, you know, at night with all of the elementals. And, that, and that's what I, to this day, I utilize the goddess and the elementals and the fairies and the land spirits. And it's this beautiful, like, communion that we have together 
where I ask permission and, you know, I collect uh, actually at the chalice well, I collected the red spring water and that's what I use for all of my essences. Every single essence that I have has this sacred well water that has been around for a really long time and is very strongly connected to Mary Magdalene and the goddess lineage, um, which is so beautiful. And so that's such a long drawn out story. Um, but now I know that one of my missions or goals or career paths, uh, spiritual paths, if you will, is to create essences of sacred sites around the world. And I'm, I'm being pulled, you know, two different ones, knowing I have them all written down too. Like in the same notes that I wrote all of my essences when they came through years ago, it's been, I think almost three years at this point that they came through. Um, and I, so I have all the secret sites and, you know, when the world is safe again, I can't wait to travel and, and to collect the energy, you know, of these sites. Cause that's what I do. I utilize sacred water and I collect the energy with permission, um, feeling completely guided the whole way. And I encapsulate that energy in an essence to help clients heal, you know, to help, to help them awaken to themselves, to their path, to what they're meant to do, to why they're here. Um, there's specific coding within every single sacred site. A lot of these sacred sites were druidic lands, you know, a lot of ceremony and goddess work happened on these sacred sites. And so it's, it's a beautiful way to allow my clients to experience these places that they may never get to travel to in their lifetime. And I just feel so honored to bring that energy through um, in the way that I do. <laughs> They're beautiful. And I've taken a whole bunch of them. Yeah, you have. <laughs> um, and each one is so uniquely different. They all taste mm -hmm. the same, yes. but they, and they taste amazing. Like I want to drink them <laughs> like the whole bottle, just glug it down. They taste so good, but energetically they are so different and unique. And I mean, taking mm. the stars, all I ever wanted to do and my favorite thing became just sitting out, looking at the stars and talking to my star family mm. and taking the yew tree, whether it was the, the masculine or feminine em embodiment of it it was so grounding and really helped me cut through yeah. some of the, you know, shit for lack of a better word. And the <laughs> moon was deep in the shadow yeah. and the chalice well has been, for me, I feel the most expansive and has helped me be in this beautiful state of flow in accomplishing what it is that I really want to get done honoring the balance with the masculine and feminine yeah. and moving forward through that. It's mm. been incredible. And I mean, I look at it and there's, uh, you're going to have to remind me what it's called. Is it the, the, the symbol? Yes. The, the little, symbol. that's the actual wellhead of the chalice well. Mm, so beautiful. it's, and it, it's ancient at this point. It's beautiful, but it's, that's the actual wellhead that gets closed on the well that runs under the land of the chalice well. Oh, wow. And so I actually, that's, that was painted by me. <laughs> no I, way you painted this. I did. Yeah. I, I make all my own. Oh my gosh. And so I, I painted the wellhead because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a symbol in itself. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And that's actually on my Instagram, the wellhead. So if you wanted yeah. to see it, um, 
it's it's the chalice wellhead but that's that's what that is but the, there's also symbols within that you know there's like mm-hmm. the the masculine the feminine and it's very circular and watery and it's beautiful but yes that itself is is the chalice wellhead Oh, it's incredible. I'll go ahead and put a link to that Instagram post in the show notes so people can go see that. Yeah. It's it people need to see it. And I mean, it's interesting too because you look at it and it's almost vulva-esque. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and it's like it just so it empowering to see that goddess like it is beautiful. Yeah. And another and one of the other um essences that I created, it's called the I and I feel like you may or may not have taken this. I can't remember. You've taken a lot, but it's the Vesica Piscis, but I always call it the Vesica yes, Pisces. I've taken that one. And that one, yes. I feel like, I don't remember if that's on my Instagram. If it's not, I'm going to post it on my Instagram because it's beautiful, but that actually has like the vulvas and then it has mm. a um, lingam at the bottom. And so like the vulvas are, the water is running down and it, it like I said, it runs underneath this land, but it comes through and it, it falls down these beautiful vulvas, these like yonis onto this lingam into this pond. And so it's just so symbolic and beautiful of the goddess, but yes, that the wellhead too has some yoni qualities of it for sure. And something I find really interesting that you do as well, um, aside from your healing work and your sacred essences is you're a ceramicist. I am a sculptor. Yes. I, and that is my the love of my life outside of healing um i live breathe sleep eat healing but i love clay i love sculpting i love the ceramic arts so much and i actually was trained on the wheel um to be a wheel thrown potter but over time and kind of like developing my skill and like finding what was pulling me i moved to hand building And, um, so that's what I do primarily is I hand build and what I'm really drawn to is goddesses. And I also create little yonis too. I sculpt little yonis out of clay and, um, it's so beautiful. And, and now I'm finding myself like looking at all of my work and looking at nature. Um, my teacher who I, who I study under, he, he told me, he said, you need to go out in nature and you need to see what attracts you to nature? What parts of nature are you attracted to? What makes you feel alive? And I went back and I looked at all of my work and I looked at the pictures on my Instagram, which are photos that I've taken of nature that I've been super, you know, inspired by. And it's all so watery and so feminine. And it makes so much sense. I'm like, oh my gosh, of course I'm sculpting goddesses and like little watery vases and yonis. And so, yes, I also sculpt on, on the side. I love it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And then I see some of your pieces and I'm like, oh, this is the goddess reminder we need just like right in front of us and like art form. Yes. They're meant to be little altar pieces, you know, that, that women can either put their jewelry in their sacred adornments, or they can utilize in ritual or maybe even like moon blood ritual. Like there's so Mm. many different ways to use even the, you know, the yoni sculptures that I make, but yes, (laughs) I love it. So if you have a word of advice for someone who's looking to honor the goddess within them Mm -hmm. and activate their feminine energy, regardless of how they identify as a gender. Yeah. How can they do that? Well, for me, it's about embodiment. It's about the full spectrum woman. 
and honoring all aspects of ourself because there are going to be times in our life where it's going to be messy and challenging and and grimy and dirty and that's the shadow work right that's the work yeah. that that we all have to do um and it's really about honoring that side too and it's about getting your hands in the dirt and feeling the earth and writhing with pain and connecting to that but it's also about connecting to pleasure and to the ecstasy and the bliss that you know we experience throughout life and it's honoring both of the polarities right you know there's mm. the word again polarity but it's honoring both of those and i think as women we are taught to be a specific way in society we're raised in a specific way and it, that's changing now which is so beautiful there are so many goddesses that are speaking out and and you know coming into their power in such a beautiful way but we are taught to be gentle and kind and nurturing and i am and i you are and most women are but there's also that wild side mm. there's that wild archetype that we need to embody just as much as the gentle side and that wild side is going to take us to that place of transformation and transcendence and so it's just about being a full spectrum woman female however you identify you know and and not paying so much attention to whether or not we have so much feminine energy within us or it's just about the embodiment of it you know and and obviously calling in goddesses that feel you know aligned with where you are in your journey you know and and don't don't be afraid to ask for help and also like body work that is one of the best ways to fully become embodied you know if we're if we're embodied in our physical vessels if we are fully sitting in relaxed completely embodied just at ease emotions and energy can travel through us they don't get stuck you know they don't linger and it's almost like a beautiful vessel that it just passes through if that makes sense and so i encourage everybody to experience that to try to really get grounded and rooted within and feel what that feels like and if it's messy let it be you know if you need to rise in pain do it if you need to go out and you know spread your moon blood in the dirt and get your hands dirty and stick your feet in the dirt and scream to it and don't be afraid because that yeah. that is so beautiful and it's it's just as beautiful as the nurturing and and the loving and the gentle and the feminine side you know and you really have to go to be willing to go there with yourself in order to be willing to go fully and to the embodied feminine there's something that's so beautiful about going back to that place of the wild archetype mm. because it's something that's so suppressed within us yeah. and it's ancestral and tribal mm -hmm. to be able to honor that and that's special yeah. but we're so afraid to do it because mm -hmm. the society we live in now tells us that's not okay and you know you have to stay home with the kids and cook the meals and all of that. And it's like, no, we're women, hear us roar. <laughs> like yes. let us, let us be seen for who we actually are, not what society has conditioned us to believe we are. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And we just need to come home to ourselves. At the end of the day, we just need to invite the goddess in, you know, follow the moon phases. Women are so amazing and, and incredible in what we can do. And we are so cyclical, like, like the moon, you know, we, we bleed with, with the full moon or the new moon, you know, or we ovulate with the full moon or the new moon. And that, it, oh, it's just incredible. It's so incredible. It is just womb wisdom is amazing and it's magical. And I just, I really truly invite anybody who's ready to just step into their power, you know, just, just take the first step, you know, and don't be afraid to be fully and authentically you because that version is so beautiful and so amazing. And the world needs more of that authenticity and more of that wild feminine power to stand up and step through, especially right now during this time. And I just feel oh, so absolutely. blessed to be able to hold that space. I actually work with women, you know, mostly yeah. work with women. And a lot of my work is with women and, and around this, you know, around this empowerment, this embodiment. And so I, you know, will continue to encourage women and hold space. And yeah, we're incredible. We really are. Everybody's incredible. I'm not trying to be not inclusive, but right. specifically talking about the feminine, you know, right now. Yeah having such reverence for the feminine is such a beautiful thing. Mm. And it does seem, although hard, right? Having this reverence and this understanding mm -hmm. does make things a bit easier. Yeah. Because you can just be within it and be present in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be present with yourself and be patient and honor, you know, the different aspects and surround yourself with people who can honor those aspects within you, you know, surround yourself with women powerhouses who are going to cheer you on, you know, and, and help you bloom and grow in your spiritual journey. Hmm. That's why I stick around you. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, this has just been such, such an honor to have you on this podcast mm -hmm. and everyone needs to go have a session with Temi. How can Thank people you. find you? Yeah. So I am a little bit uh, mysterious. I'm not super active on social media, but I do have a social media. Um, I have an Instagram account. I also have a website. Um, I recommend email too. Anybody can, can shoot me an email. Um, it's all ocean spirit healing. My Instagram is, is my name. It's Temi Lauren. Um, but yeah, if you, if you are curious, if you have any questions or you want to know more about my essences or what I do, just reach out to me. You can DM me, um, email me and yeah, you could take a peek at my website too. It does kind of get a little bit more into like the, uh, ethereal qualities of what I do, but this, I feel like this was actually, this podcast was a really good way to describe all the different elements of the things that I offer in this world. But yeah, don't be afraid to shoot me a line. <laughs> I'm here. We'll put all of that information in the show notes. Yeah. You. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's great. <laughs> good. Well, thank you so much, Demi. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I can't wait to be back in your presence in person <laughs> for a session. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was an honor. I feel so blessed and um, honored to be able to, to sit here in your space and to support you and what you do because this is beautiful your work in the world is so beautiful and I'm so proud to see you grow and to bloom and oh, just to be in your 
in, in your field. It's just amazing. And I just can't wait to see what you do because you're a badass. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. Get it, girl. <laughs> you're so kind. It. Thank you. Well, I will see you soon. Bye. Bye. There you have it, my friends. That's Demi Lauren of Ocean Spirit Healing. As I'm sure you can tell by now, she is an incredible healer, one that I have been seeing for a long time now, and one who has been instrumental in my healing journey. And in fact, it's about that time I take my chalice well essence now. So I'm looking forward to doing that. But if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. And like I said, subscribing to this podcast helps so much as well. Share it with a friend, yada, yada, yada. All of Demi's information is linked down in the show notes. So go check her out. And now to wrap up today's episode with the part you've all been waiting for, the daily card reading. Today, I have decided to bypass the tarot again, and I am using a card from the Beyond Lemuria Oracle card deck. I'll link that down in the show notes as well. Today's card is Starseed Elemental. And hello, elemental was a word that was just echoed throughout this entire podcast episode. So, uh, spirit, we hear you loud and clear. What Spirit is really wanting me to share with you about the Starseed Elemental card is that in your healing journey, you are required to go back to childhood, not just to learn about the pain you experienced in your childhood, but to honor the playful and youthful energy. Your life requires spontaneity. You cannot control everything in your life. You have to surrender and ease into the flow of the universe. Have fun with that and know that you are here to take action and to heal. Know that it is part of your journey as a spiritual being having a human experience to help raise and elevate the consciousness and vibration of this earth who is going through their own healing journey. You have the powers to do this within you and it starts within yourself but you still have to have fun because there's a balance sometimes adulting can be really difficult and sometimes you just have to fucking play so today i challenge you to play go outside stick your hands and feet in the dirt and enjoy yourself perhaps you don't want to get dirty go ahead and color sing dance Do something that fills you with this creative, playful energy and tune in to that youthful, fun inner child as opposed to the youthful child we tap into when we are doing inner child work. Honor that youthful, playful energy. It's really itching to come out. And remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with another episode of Creating Consciousness for you lovely listeners. Until then, conscious creators. Mm -hmm.